Do you want more high ticket clients? Do you want to know how they think and how they buy? You're in the right place to learn how to get all the high paying clients you want, whatever you want, and how to actually stand out as the world-class specialist in your arena. I'm Leanne and I've helped over 500 women go from very few clients to commanding better prices and calling in clients who are pre-sold. In this podcast, you'll learn the exact strategies that I use with my clients to get them more clients, cash and credibility. All the things you'll learn here are rooted in sales psychology and how your client's brain works. Also what to do and say so they buy. So let's get this started. Hi everyone, welcome back to season two of Clients, Cash and Credibility. And in this season, I'm gonna be talking a lot about high ticket offers and how to actually sell the offers and sell out your absolute highest ticket along with the medium ticket. And I'll make that a lot clearer than I just said it. But first, you know, like, I like stories. And I hope you like stories too. But first, as you know, I like to tell stories and I'm thinking that you might too because you're tuning in again. So let's get rolling with our episode. So my grandfather spent 40 years as an appliance repairman for General Electric, and he repaired all kinds of things. Washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators, just every kind of appliance you can imagine. And he was repairing a lady's refrigerator at her house, but he'd have been out there about, I guess, three times. And the third time he went out, he kept saying, you know, there's no leak. I can't find a leak. And the lady said, there's water in front of my refrigerator all the time. I come in in the morning, it's in there. I come in in the evening, it's down there. And he could not find the leak. So he was getting anxious, but he could not find the leak. So he was getting anxious because sure enough, there was water on the floor when he got there every time. So he was standing in the kitchen wondering what to do. And right then, a large German shepherd came to the door went up to the refrigerator, tapped the ice maker with his nose, and the ice spilled out on the floor because there's no glass underneath to catch it. And the German shepherd ate three or four pieces of ice and then walked on his way. And my grandfather looked up at the lady and said, there's your leak. Okay, so that's funny, but there is a point to this because I think that we believe things about our business that's wrong. We have a leaky refrigerator and we don't know why. We see the puddle on the floor. There's obviously something wrong. We can't sell our high ticket. And so therefore we make some conclusions that may not be correct. And so what we need to do is take a step back and look at the right reasons. Because if we're looking at the wrong thing or we're looking at trying to fix the wrong thing, just like this lady's refrigerator, we're going to be confused. And we're not going to understand why there's water on the floor and the cause of it we don't get. So we're going to unpack elements of a great offer this season and a little bit on how to position the offer so it actually sells. And we'll cover things like how to structure your offer so it gets great results, your absolute commitment to your clients and your guarantee, how to position yourself and how to position your offer as high end and how to know the exact high stakes offer for a high level problem. So getting back to that ice spelling out on the floor, 
Your clients could be falling through the cracks because you don't have something to offer they truly want. And you forgot that most people are serving a very low end of the market. So most people are saying, okay, there's more people that are beginners. There's more people that need help at the bottom end that are not as far along in their career, not as far along in their in their business or their problem, whatever it is. And we're going to really market to that area. Now, fast foods do this really well. Target does this. TJ Maxx, we're really going out to the masses and we're competing in a low price market, right? There's nothing wrong with competing in a low price market, but it's hard to stand out because most fast food kind of tastes the same. It's not really different. Maybe if you love Chick-fil-A or you love Popeyes, whatever, but they're all about the same price point. We're not expecting a fine experience. The, the client experience is not that great. We can kind of predict it, but one's just as good as the other. It's hard to stand out when everything that you sell is low end, right? If you don't have something proprietary, it's hard to stand out. And it's going to be hard to sell that high ticket, right? It's also going to be hard to sell unless you have a huge amount of people coming through the door. Now, the last time I checked, Target has a lot of people coming through its doors. And that's great for Target, but I'm not Target. I don't have a giant audience, and maybe I don't even want a giant audience. So we want to figure out how to sell to the top end of the market rather than the bottom end, just because we don't want to have to get millions and millions of people on our email list. We want to be able to have an audience that is manageable or an audience that we want and actually make a lot of money with that audience. Now, before we talk about the client that you really want, right? Because we're going to explore all of these things. We're going to explore the client that's absolutely the best fit for your offer. So another thing we will explore is the client that is absolutely the best fit for your offer. So before we talk about this client you truly want, we want to be okay with not serving everyone. And I know you've heard this before. When you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. But most of us are talking to the most beginning person in our marketplace, and then we're very confused because we don't have advanced clients coming in. Beginner clients, if you're on social media, they have time to be on there. And they're going to comment more because they have nothing to lose. Whereas an advanced client may want to be private. They may not want to comment or like something. They may want to actually approach you in a private manner. Advanced people are also using more word of mouth. They're getting recommendations. They're not just going out and buying anything. They're using different methods to find you. And if they're interested in your content because it sounds or it looks different, it will be sounding and looking different specifically to their issue. That's what they're looking for. And that is what usually people are not doing. They're talking to a beginning client. Now your high level client is going to pay you the most money for your services because they're on a different level and they need more specificity. We'll cover a little bit more of that as we go. Now the next thing we're gonna cover this season is the big promise, your covenant. 
of results, the vow you are making to your client. Now that sounds really scary and kind of bold, but I believe that in the future, especially the future of coaching, we are going to have to come out with a bold guarantee and we are going to have to assure the results of our clients. We can stand out in the industry because we will be talking about this guarantee. We are also going to be talking about positioning your offers, how to make them irresistible. We'll also talk a lot about what clients want, what they think, how they think, and how they buy. We will talk about how to find clients that actually can afford your services and why wealthy clients are not just going to throw money at you for just anything. We will talk about why your offer has to have teeth and gravitas and why you need to know where you are in the marketplace, your position, and your perception. We'll talk about fear, why you're hesitant to raise your prices, and why you're hesitant to put that big offer out there that you know you want to put out there. Hey, it's Leanne, and if you're ready to have more clients, cash, and credibility, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com, where you can find out more about current programs, hit our vault of trainings, and join the community. That's IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. Okay, back to the show. That's enough introduction. Let me go into what I want to cover today and why it's so important to getting the rest of these things in place. There is an epidemic of what I call easy marketing, hype marketing, quick marketing that tells you to sit back and eat bonbons and have some Takis on the couch and watch your favorite series and get the best results. And if that was the case, everybody would be getting brilliant results. They would do one post and clients would be flooding in, and I actually think maybe that happened maybe earlier in the 2000s. It is not happening now. The last three or four years, it's been more and more of an epidemic of this because you have coaches out there that have made a lot of money. Then you have coaches in their periphery that have made a lot of money, and so people that are beginners or people that are in the medium part of their business are believing that they can also make a lot of money just by kind of sitting back. But the people that are using the law of attraction for their business are also doing the work. They're not just using the law of attraction and journaling. They are actually putting things out there and selling every day. They are doing the work or they've done the work before. So when you first put out your high ticket offer and you're sitting there and you're thinking it's not selling, it's not selling, your high ticket offer may not sell right away. And you have got to be okay with that. The reason that you've got to be okay with that is that we have to wait until it sells. We have to get so far behind it and so excited about it and so pumped about it and so sure about it that we know it's the right offer at the right time for this particular client. So what we sometimes do is we put the offer out, it doesn't sell, and so we think to ourselves, it's either not a good offer or I don't have people in my audience that are buying, or I need to reduce my prices and I need to sell something else really quickly. And I've been guilty of that too. I've actually been guilty of that recently. 
And what I want to say to that is that we get price objections on the front end of when we have a high ticket offer. Every time you raise your prices, you may have price objections and it may be from the same clients you've had before. It may be from your current audience, but you will get pushback. That is the nature of this. But we don't need to reduce our prices. We don't need to sell something else really quickly. What we need to do is get behind the high ticket offer. And if we continue to reduce the prices, we're never going to sell the high ticket. We will just keep racing to the bottom along with all the fast food restaurants. In anything you sell, you have a learning curve selling it. Now, right now, I'm doing some work with a coach on learning to speak French. I want to speak French. I've always wanted to speak French and Italian, and I'm not doing very well. I'm not doing it well at all, really. I'm pretty intelligent, but I feel like my learning curve and the language is pretty high. Like I get the same questions wrong every time. I'm getting the same verbs wrong every time. It's hard. So she has a method that's effective. I have learned maybe about 200 words in the French language, but I'm a beginner. I'm an absolute beginner. And I don't like to be a beginner. I don't like to fail at things. I'm good at almost everything I try because I've edited out the things I'm not good at. I'm a grown-up now and I don't have to do PE anymore. So physical education in school, I wasn't terrific at. But the things I do now are I'm good at. I can sit down at the piano and play a song, any song on the radio. I can sit down at the guitar. I can pick up the guitar and have great success with playing anything on the radio too. I sound good. I'm a good singer. I'm really good at people's offers. I can determine what's going on with their offer and why it's not selling and how to sell it. I'm great at sales. I'm, I'm great at a lot of things, right? I'm a good mom. I'm a good cook. I'm a, great, I'm a great friend. All that to say that I'm bad at French. I am not good at French. I'm getting better, right? I'm getting better. I have low expectations. I figure that by next year, I would like to have maybe a vocabulary of possibly 400 words and be able to slowly talk to people if I need to. My husband and I are planning a 25th anniversary trip to the south of France and I would like to be able to just get around and be able to understand a tiny bit and maybe read some menus and have some conversations that are super slow. Because even though French people get a bad rap, if you do try to speak French, they are very, very accommodating. I went to France in probably 1994. I knew a few phrases then. Every time I used those phrases, the French people were just, they were just so excited. So I know that if I can get at least a little bit, I can, I can do what I want to do. But I don't have grandiose expectations. I'm going to be able to just rattle things off in the street and be able to just have brilliant conversations and philosophical questions. And I don't, I'm not going to be able to do that. It's unrealistic because I'm a beginner. And right now, if you don't have a high ticket offer that sells, you're a beginner at high ticket sales. You may be really great at sales, but high ticket sales, that is another animal altogether. So what I need to do is keep speaking French until I can speak it. I'm going to have to fail. I'm going to have to feel like a beginner for a while, possibly months. I don't know. Hopefully not, but maybe. So if you have sold high ticket before, congratulations, you probably won the mother load. However, if you haven't, there is a learning curve 
And if you are discouraged every time you go out and you get a no, 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 if you're discouraged, you're always going to go back to your lower ticket and you will never master high ticket sales. And really and truly, it is a discipline and a mastery of putting out a higher ticket, getting fully behind it, understanding how to deliver at that level, and really getting great results, and also getting the mindset around it that your program is worth it. Okay? So if you see people launching online, there's kind of a phenomena that happens. Somebody launches online and they're selling a $20,000 program and they sell 20 of them. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, like that's a huge launch. You didn't see the work they put in to get behind this offer. You didn't see them try to sell it and fail. You didn't see them in the back room crying because their offer didn't sell at that price point they wanted to sell it at, and now they have to do something really quick to make their rent. You haven't seen the things that are actually happening behind the scenes, right? We have expectations that we'll come up with an offer, and we're going to throw it out there, and everybody's going to love it, and everybody's going to grab it, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to sell 30 of them. And we don't. We don't. We sell maybe one, if we sell any. So a lot of those people that are having these huge launches and huge offers, they have done work that we have not done yet. The people that have had those big launches have done work that possibly you have not done yet, I have not done yet. Maybe they used other people's audiences to gather a bigger audience. Maybe they have a giant email list. Maybe they've been selling the same offer and getting great results for years and years and years at this lower price point, and now everybody's talking about it, and so they can go up because they're full. We don't know what's going on in the back, like backstage, right? So why do we have expectations when we come up with an offer that it's going to sell out this week? We shouldn't think that, and we should be okay with it not selling. And that sounds counterintuitive because I'm teaching you how to sell a high ticket. What I want you to do is be okay with whatever happens. And I want you to be so sufficient in yourself that it doesn't matter, that you are so behind this offer, you know it's going to sell, that you are willing to wait, and you're willing to test it and tweak it and sell it and do it over and over until it works. So I know your high ticket offer will sell out, but it may not sell out tomorrow. And when we get behind that, what happens is we start to not need the validation from outside ourselves as to whether or not this offer is good or bad. We know it's good. And so we're going to get more behind it and we're going to learn how to sell it better. And if we don't, we're going to get some help. Okay. So the next thing we have to do is get sold out on our offer. And this is something that I see all the time. People are hesitant. They put their prices up. They put out an offer. It doesn't sell. And then they go, well, that must not be a very good offer. Maybe I don't even like that offer. We got to get it sold out on ourselves. So not many of you know this. Recently, we made a move across the country. Before we moved, I told my husband, Hey, if this doesn't work out, because he was kind of worried, are we going to like it? Is it going to be good? Is it a good move for our son came with us? Is it a good move for him? Am I going to be happy here, etc. And I told him at the time, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll move back. Well, that ship sailed. 
because after the move that we had, it was hectic. It was hard. I don't want to move again. I had forgotten how stressful moving was. I don't want to go back. I don't want to try to change our address and try to get a house and try. I wouldn't, I would not go back. The ship sailed and we're here and we're going to make it work. So I'm thinking back to the move and thinking about how stressful it is. And I have zero desire to move back. None. We moved houses and we, we really up-leveled our house. We went from about 1,300 square feet to 3,700 square feet. And it's been glorious because my, my son has, it's been glorious. My son has a, like a little apartment upstairs. We have a room that we can work out in. I have a walk-in closet that the, the it's been glorious. My son has a couple of rooms and a, a joint bathroom that makes a little apartment for him. We have a room that we can work out in. My walk-in closet is the size of my first apartment. I'm not kidding. It's awesome. I don't want to go back to my 1300 square foot house. Why would I do that? I am thankful for what we have. Every day I look around and go, is this really my house? I would not go back to my house. That house in Austin, I'm done. So why would we go back to an offer that is not serving us and not serving our clients? When you leave the port, we like to take cruises. So when, when you leave the port, the port of Galveston, we've probably done that 10 times in the last five years. There's a place where you're, you're heading out and the pilot boat's going with you and, you know, you can hear the horn honking and it's like, you know, you're setting a sail and it's really exciting because you know it's going to be fun. So everybody's out on deck and as we're watching the land, you, you can see the tip of the land on Galveston Island and as the cruise ship passes that point, the bars on your phone drop. So like, you know, you see the bars, AT&T, Verizon, whatever it is, you've got five bars. It goes from four to three to two to one to none. And now you get on the Wi-Fi on the ship. It's like Wi-Fi at sea. So that point of no return on Galveston Island, where all of your bars drop on your phone, you can visually see you're going out and there's not, we're not going back right? We're, we're headed out. We're going to the next port. The only time I've ever seen anyone get off the ship, if, it, if we weren't in a port, was one time we had a helicopter have to medevac somebody off of the ship. So the ship just slowed down, let the helicopter land on the deck, pick up the guy and go. Now that was really exciting and kind of dramatic that's the only time I've ever seen anybody get off of a cruise ship in the middle of the sea. And what I want us to think about is your high ticket offer, you have set sail. You are gone. You have seen the bars dropping on your phone and you are on the Wi-Fi at sea and you are out in deep water. And man, it can be scary out there. It can be very scary. But it can also be fun. Going to a fun destination. And the fun destination is a sustainable business. It's an income level that actually supports you and allows you to have a life. It allows you to have freedom and to have the things that you need and maybe even leave a legacy. 
So you have to be sufficient in your thought process that you are at sea. There is no going back. There's no discounting. There's no going back to the old price point. You have, it's that ship is sailing and you're on it. And you are sold out to this offer. In other words, it is the one that you want to sell. And then you have to be okay to fail. You have to be okay to learn how to sell it. In those months of figuring out how to sell your offer will be something your future self will thank you for, I promise you. If you will learn how to sell this and you will learn how to sell it over and over and over until it's kind of boring to sell, your future self three years from now will go, thank you so much. Short-term sacrifice is long-term gain and that is pretty much anything. Whether you're learning French, you're learning guitar, you're a health coach, you're on some kind of health fitness uh, workout regime, you are parenting, you're learning how to date, you're learning how to be married, you're learning how to be divorced. Anything takes time that is worthwhile. And I have failed so much in my life. I am no stranger to this. I sometimes fail every day. But I don't mind anymore. I've realized that if I fail, I know that something is going to be successful around the corner because I'm going to figure it out. If you can get to the point where you feel sufficient enough that you do not need outside validation and you know absolutely in your heart that this thing's going to sell at the price point you want to sell it at, you will, it's like level 15 on the coaching game on Xbox. This is, this is high level stuff. I know this is kind of getting long, but I'm going to leave you with one more story because I think it's important. When I was 14 years old, I started high school young. Now, high school in my town started a sophomore. So I was a sophomore at 14. I graduated at 17. And I was younger than everyone in my cohort. I was almost a year and a half younger. And I, I mean, I started, I skipped a grade. I was really shy. I was really smart, but I had no friends. And one day, I was just tired of it. I thought, this is dumb. I'm a smart person. I can figure this out. And I decided to myself, I'm going to make some friends. Well, I'd always been told and I'd always believed that I was shy. And if you know me now, that's probably very laughable. But back then, I was shy. And I decided one day I was not going to be shy ever again. And I started talking to people. I got really outspoken in classes. I, my teachers were like, why are you making everybody laugh now? I was cutting up. I was talking. And I was always getting the questions right so they never could like catch me. But I was becoming more of myself. And I decided to just make friends. And so people, people responded. Some of them didn't like me very much. Some of them did. I was still uncool, but things started to turn for me because I didn't have the belief before. My belief before was I was shy. And that was reiterated by everybody. My family told people I was shy. And I just got tired of it one day. And I thought, I'm not shy. I'm not going to ever be shy again. And I never was shy again. It took me about six months to figure it out. And I thought, this is a better way of doing things. And I never went back. Now, on another level, my mother didn't think I was a very good singer. I was encouraged to do other things. She wanted me to pursue science. And she kept discouraging me. And I was like, I want to be a singer. I've been wanting this since I was age three. I've never veered from it my whole college career was shaped that way 
And one day at 15, I had recorded something on a little tape recorder. That's how old I am. Cassette tape recorder. And she found it and played it. And it was pretty good. It was some Journey song at the time. And she was surprised because she had believed that I was not a very good singer. And I knew that was what I wanted to do. So I got better. I got good at it. So I worked a lot on overcoming my shyness. I worked a lot as a professional musician and my mother came around. So what are you willing to believe? That's my question here as we leave, is that you have to believe. The links that you have to go to to sell the high ticket offer have to be what you will do to make it sell. So what are you willing to do? What links will you go to? How long will you wait? What kinds of things are you willing to change? And it needs to be your decision. It can't be your coach. It can't be your spouse. It's got to be you. So one of the things I do for my clients is build that sufficiency within yourself. I help you get clear on your offer. I help you get absolutely behind it until it sells. So I'm dedicated to getting you results with your offer. And what that requires sometimes is someone in your corner to help resist the pull of going back down to those lower ticket prices and selling techniques that work, lead generation techniques that bring in high-level people, understanding where your position is, where your perception is in the marketplace, how to actually have something that is high ticket that will sell and beginning at a place in the market that clients expect you to be expensive. So that's all for today. If you want to know more about how some of my offers can help you, go to clientscashcredibility.com and we'll have a little chat. See you soon. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. I'm Leanne Heil and we'll see you on the next episode.